Go ahead. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. We're not intimidated by thugs. Mugs, pugs, thugs. Midwits, halfwits, dimwits. Thug means never having to say you're sorry. Any thug can kill. I want you to take your ego out of the equation. Thug life. Bud White is a valuable officer. White's a mindless thug. Oh, hell yeah. They got robbers, thugs, drug dealers. Right, you name it. Got any thug in you? Also, I don't think any of this is helped by the fact that I haven't fucking eaten, which puts me in just like the best mindset to discuss. That's not this a good day. job. I'm, a, I'm in an angry, having not so. eaten fucking mood. Wow, well, that's so. not, uh, not a good place to be. No, it's good thing I brought all this not. alcohol over. Yeah, yeah, that'll help. That'll that'll balance it because out that's a what friends bit. do. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, they take the edge off. So evidently, uh, looking at it today, and all, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because of the second part of this statement. There's this Michigan Satanist group that put up a had a, a holiday display up for uh, whatever because yeah. that um, it the group of them all that you could tell by looking at it was oh god this is all a bunch of people I wouldn't want to have anything to do with <laughs> yeah you know I know the bunch yeah oh my god you're all the like, oh Jesus having a having a conversation with you I'd rather kill myself oh man. Did you by any chance see the video on the uh, um, the Daily Show atheist? Uh, there, there is this. Um, hold on a second. I got to pull this up. Um, there's this uh, atheist group that was that is protesting a uh, um, a restaurant that's giving a discount to uh, to people for praying. Hold on. Uh huh. Aren't you really saying they're giving a discount to whomever they want because it's their business? Yes, that's okay. technically what we need. I need to find this for you because it is goddamn incredible. Somebody uh, in the supposed free country doing things with their freedom? Yes. Uh-huh. That offended somebody else? Mm-hmm. And we, we are now in a time where, oh, everybody has to... If someone's offended by anything at all, everybody has to fucking yield to it. And it's, oh, everything you're doing is so important. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's not pulling up on that. So 2014, then the year Daily of Daily Show Atheist Restaurant. <laughs> mm. I'd eat there. Lee Show. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Smiling Lee Shipman Atheist Show. Yes. No. Oh, oh. Right, there we go. Uh, Daily Show mocks atheist groups challenge. This is one of the greatest fucking reports that I've ever seen on anything. <laughs> like the Daily. Normally, the Daily Show leans in a in a direction. You think? The way this guy handles it is fucking amazing. Hey, if it's got... funny, it should be Lampoon. Yeah. We oh. need... Oh, God. When are people who a- advertise online going to realize that a fucking 30-second commercial on a website is the dumbest goddamn thing they can do? No, people, n- people... We've got you now. People don't watch it. They don't want to see... And, of course, then something goes wrong with the playing of it, and... Oh, no, no. It's... It... Yeah, this is a 25-second commercial that is looping between three and seven seconds because because the fucking internet. It, oh, goddamn idiots. <laughs> Fuck! 
Yeah, I'm in a rarefied fucking mood right now. And it's so it's the perfect thing for us to be talking about. Uh, John Milius is the perfect person to be talking about when you're in a mood like this. Indeed. Uh, Okay, let's play this fucking thing because it is. Oh, it's goddamn genius. We need to get going. Oh, it's fucking Red Bull. Look, it's going to let us fly. Santa, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. Commercials. Get with it. If your video is that long, like, I'm sorry, th- this length, you, we've, the people you're trying to get with this tuned out within the first 10 seconds. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to play the full audio on this because I think it's amazing. It gives me wings. It is my favorite thing of the past. Uh, it is my favorite thing of the past couple months. So. Welcome back. Now. You don't need to see it, the, the audio. A few weeks have shown. The fight for mm. civil rights is a long and difficult journey. <laughs> Happily, the next five minutes will be much easier than that. <laughs> As Jordan Klepper reports. The American South has come a long way since the 60s, but now in Winston-Salem, one business has found a new minority to discriminate against. Atheists. A restaurant in North Carolina is giving customers a nice discount if they do one thing. Pray before you eat. That's right. Mary's Gourmet Diner was giving a 15% discount for believers, which, according to outspoken atheist Dan Barker, is a violation of civil rights. Mary's Gourmet Diner is very significant. Under the law, Selma and a 15% discount are the same thing. Selma, Birmingham. (laughs) Holy shit. Mary's Gourmet Diner. Yeah, in one case it was race or skin color, and in another case it's religion. Exactly. So I went to stare straight into the face of hate, also known as diner owner Mary Haglund. <laughs> One of the things we set out to do was to make everyone feel welcome. We just felt that it was an act of rewarding people for being grateful. We never thought of it as discriminatory at all. How long have you been a bigot? I'm not a bigot. <laughs> but you wouldn't serve the people from the Freedom From Religion organization? I have never met any of them. Because you wouldn't even talk to them when they came into the diner. Oh, I would love to have talked to them, but they never showed up. Bull <laughs> Martin Luther King went to Selma, and Dan Barker definitely went to Mary's. I don't think anyone from Freedom from Religion went to Mary's. You didn't go down there? Actually, it came to our attention through social media. On the internet? On the internet, You're trolling yes. the internet? Some people are trolling the internet. <laughs> we are not. Okay, but there were actual atheists who ate at Mary's, and they were dehumanized. I don't feel like I've been discriminated against. <laughs> what do you mean? I've gotten the discount. What did you do to do that? You broke your core beliefs and you believed in God? No, I just said thank you to the chef. <laughs> I get other discounts. I get one for the symphony, for being a subscriber. Why all the hullabaloo? Yeah, I think that they're just being dicks. <laughs> You're not just being a dick, are you? That's like, when did you stop beating your wife? No. Uh, what? <laughs> Did you, did you, what are you telling me right now? (laughs) You're not just being a dick. And by answering that, I would have to assume that I was at least being a dick. So I can't answer that question until it's properly formulated. But are you being a dick? If you want to label someone who fights for civil rights in the First Amendment a dick, you're welcome to do that. But obviously, we're getting this discount for praying. That was the problem. That's not true. I mean, it doesn't have to be a prayer. It can just be a moment of quiet introspection. Let me get this straight. It's a moment. If I want that discount, I I could do this? Yes. You're 
me. <laughs> Not anybody can get it. No. Watch. This gets you 15%. This right here. That's me just stifling a fart. Well, we don't do it. What atheist would pray to a non-entity? No one does that. One who doesn't want to pay full price for a BLT. Well, if, if you want to be a hypocrite atheist to get a discount, that's fine. Well, what's going to happen if you're a hypocrite atheist? You're going to go to not hell? I have too much integrity as a rational person to pretend that I'm talking to a ghost in the sky. You I'm have not going to do that. That much integrity, but you'll bitch about 25 cents extra for eggs. <laughs> Yes, because it's the, yes. it's the principle of it. And Dan stuck to his principles, having one of his lawyers actually send a threatening letter to Mary's Gourmet Diner, telling her she was in violation of the civil rights... <laughs> Are you kidding me? Look, I'm an atheist, all right? I get it. We need somebody fighting the good fight. Is this a good fight? You can say this is more unfair or less unfair, but it's still unfair. Take, for example, genocide. Suppose you exterminated a whole group of Actually, people. Actually, hold on. I mean, I want, you need to see the guy's face <laughs> when he says Telling this. her she was in violation the guy's of face the civil rights. so great. Are you kidding me? Look, I'm an atheist. All right? I get it. We need somebody fighting the good fight. Is this a good fight? You can say this is more unfair or less unfair, but it's still unfair. Take, for example, genocide. Suppose you exterminated a whole group of people. 20,000 people. The all killed out. But suppose someone else exterminated 20 million people. One is small by comparison, but they're the same crime. Why'd you bring up genocide? If I say the word genocide, are you thinking of a number? No, I'm thinking, weren't we talking about Mary's Gourmet Diner? <laughs> no, and in the big picture, genocide is a big picture. Mary's Gourmet Diner is a small picture. But that's my point. Exactly. So... Would you think a greater goes, genocide is worse than a smaller genocide? No, no. Genocide is genocide. Mary's Gourmet Diner is brunch. We're not comparing them. Yet that's what we were just doing. No, we weren't. We were making an analogy. Which, as we all know, is a comparison. Okay. I think I knew how to fix this. I think these guys are just being petty assholes, right? Um, I really you don't won't, want to say Yeah, you won't say it because you're a nice person. But let's just take a moment of silence if we agree that these guys are petty assholes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the best moment is the, the joke he In tells the end, at the maybe end. Maybe we'd all be a little better off if Dan would just lighten the f*** up. I don't know if I would agree with that. No. Ever hear the one about an atheist, a rabbi, and a priest walk into a bar? Which one? The one that uh, that rabbi and the priest shut the door before the atheist can actually get into the bar because they don't want to hang out with him because he's such a dick. That's a joke? No, it's what happens. <laughs> Jordan Clapper. Okay, that guy is now my favorite person in the world. Fantastic. Because uh, he's such a dick? Is that a joke? No. no that's that's what, what happens. It's... No shit. <laughs> oh, the look God. On his Wait, why are you bringing up genocide? When did you stop beating your ass? Wait, wait, did you... What? What are you? What, what are, are you telling, telling me? me? <laughs> Fucking asshole! Excellent. Why do I think this country needs to be burned to the ground? Because that's a <laughs> that's a thing. There's a, a thing. there's a group. Of people. Bill Burr. What? Who the fuck joins a group? <laughs> fuck your group. No. Fuck no. you. I think I belong to like three or four Facebook groups, and I feel dirty about everyone. Yeah, I'm gonna send a letter because I don't. He talks. Bill Burr's new special. Um, uh, it is, I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> one of the best things I've ever seen. One of the absolute best things I've ever seen. Cause well, first, well, he addresses the whole Paula Dean, uh, the, the, talks about Sterling and he's like, nobody's bringing up their age. Like, what'd you think that guy thought? 
You know, Phil <laughs> Robertson, the guy went to Sunday school in the 40s. Yeah. You think he has some progressive idea? Yeah. And, and Donald Sterling, like, I'm surprised there weren't F-bombs thrown all over there. All things considered, he's rather progressive. I just don't want you to brag about it on Instagram. Well, can I put it on Facebook? I don't give a fuck about Facebook. <laughs> just don't put it on Instagram. Facebook's on the way out. All yeah. Instagram. It's, you it's, get a fucking Snapchat about it? Yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. But um, when he talks about, you know, there was some restaurant that, you know, the waitress put up a sign, you know, we like our beer like we like our violence. Domestic. Right, yeah. And someone complained to the manager, uh, and the manager's like, yeah, look, that's just sort of our sense of humor. But hits Facebook, everyone gets right. their outraged panties right. on, and two people lose their jobs because you didn't like a fucking joke. And you joined a group full of fucking pricks with not a goddamn thing better to do than go after folks because you don't agree with what they do. Man, my butt hurts, and I don't like it. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Fucking beat you all to death with a shovel. It's not good. A hot well, shovel. A hot shovel, yeah. Yeah. You say Jake style. God damn. Take a shovel to you. Yeah, Jake style. That's not, it's called that now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. From now on. Hashtag Jake style. Hashtag Jake style. You don't know why you're hashtagging Jake style? You don't need to know. You don't want to know. You don't want to know why. You didn't know. No. Don't. No. But yeah, I'm sorry. Just everyone, it's not about you. Stop. Stop being such an egocentric fucking baby. It's not all, I'm not comfortable with that. You can't do it. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Nerf the planet, right, Rogan? Yeah, exactly. Nerf the planet. It was like, oh, it was, it was like when they had that uh, Penn and Teller episode about cursing. And at the end, when they had that woman he there gets. and he's like, uh, you know, cocksucker motherfucker. Oh, you can't say that, actually. Well, we can. We can. Santa vaca. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Shut you. Shut the front door. I need a beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Consider it done, sir. Consider it done. And if you are not Just because we're bereaved doesn't make us fat. <laughs> And God if, damn it! All these drops are fucking—they're too quiet. If you, hang on, try it again. For your information, the Supreme Court has roundly rejected prior restraint. Okay, good. I've got to turn it turned. You want to be careful because it's going to be hot as shit if it's not that. Well, I did. I, I, if you switch, let me know. Let's, let's see what happens. Hold on. All right. Let's see how hot it is. You ready for that? Is <sighs> out here? Yeah. Huh? Get ready. If you have headphones on. Give Take them away from your inch. Barbaric. Eh, not that bad. Not okay. that bad. You are maxed out. You're All spiking right. it, yo. All right. Cool. All right. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, it's watching. All of this came about because I watched upon everyone's recommendation the Netflix documentary Milius, and I was like, we we have to do a fucking show about this guy. Did you text me randomly and ask me what I was doing one day? I don't think so. Oh. What? Like. Uh, not like, hey, what you thinking? Mm-hmm. What's up, sad clown? No. <laughs> or no, we were talking about the show. We were going to record. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm watching Milius right now because I got oh, off. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I got was... off early or some uh-huh. shit and I was home. I'm watching this John Milius documentary. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, really, it's really fucking good. It really is. I, I, genuinely, there's no hyperbole in this. It no, might be the best really documentary I've ever seen about a person. It's, it's, it's really fucking good. It really is, genuinely. Beer. And by the way, if you're not drinking and are looking for a beer to drink, may we recommend Big Flats. Big Flats. It's the water that makes it. Also, because we, I don't want to do it at the end because nobody's listening at the end, www.thefilmthugs.com. Click on any number of our banners and it will take you to a wonderful place where you can buy things and they'll pay us. It doesn't yeah. cost you anything else. We've just got a lot. So go to www.thefilmthugs.com. Thugs at gmail.com for questions. Thugquestions at gmail.com to ask us questions that we won't know. 
our questions until we hear them and answer them on a show. It's good fun. It's fun. 512-666-RANT to leave a voicemail that'll be part of the show. Uh, the underscore film underscore thugs on Skype. And we and have a call, by the way. We do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. You awesome. asked me to remind you, and yes. I did. Call. We'll do, that shit. we'll do that at the end, yes? Yeah. All right, we'll do the call at the end. Do the call at the end. Just remember that. Um, uh, Twitter and Facebook. So we're done. And Vine. So we're done with all of that. <laughs> we can jump into what Please we want to talk the show. about. Please write, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Yes. And buy stuff through our links uh-huh. so we can keep the lights on. Yeah. Metaphorically. Mm-hmm. Not exactly. using it for drugs. Not. We're using it for big flats. Big flats. Jake style. Yeah. If we can get a big flat sponsorship. Someday. We don't want to get paid. We will take what? How much? Hey, don't put, don't put that on. Yeah. Don't put that out there. Yeah, just. Oh. We, we want to get paid. No. Yeah, there you go. We can get a You're couple. You're just saying who knows what that payment may yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. A couple it cases of big money. flats a month. Could be big flats. Yeah. A couple cases a month. Well, yeah. Now that we're responsible homeowners, that does seem... More realistic. Couple of cases each yeah. a month. Like you know, if we each got two twenty-four yeah, packs a month, just imagine a handful of years ago, that'd have been ridiculous. Yeah, what the fuck, Jim. Yeah, we, cases a month. We need a couple That's cases. Saturday. A week. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm. What about Monday morning, Smarty Pants? Metal Mania is back on at midnight. Yes. Which hey, huzzah, bully, bully, bully. Yeah, so indeed. we've got all of that. Uh, out of the way. Let's yeah. jump into. So this documentary, it was what you told me, and I was like, yeah, I'll watch it, I'll watch it. I, I know, I love, I'm fucking, yes, I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch And it's one of those things that just gets pushed back and pushed back, and then uh, yeah. one day, Hope is out of town. I'm, I'm like, the king of pushing shit back. You're yeah. like, hey, dude, you should really watch this. <laughs> Two years later, yeah. Clarkson walks in the door like the wacky neighbor in a sitcom. <laughs> dude, have you seen this show called The Wire? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's yeah, dummy, you're, you have my box set. Yeah. What? Well, well, I have good. a box set? Yeah. <laughs> what does feelings mean? Yeah. But yeah, so. Um, wow. Uh, Point being, you pushed it back, but you finally got around I to watched it. it, and within minutes, I was like, okay, this, <laughs> fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I need to have a copy of this. I need to watch this every day for really a while. Do. This is yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. John Milius is, uh, describes himself as a Zen anarchist. Which is Fucking fabulous! It's fantastic, and honestly, every I kind of identify a little closer to that than pretty much any other description of a political anything. Pretty much, but just hey, man, calm the fuck down. Yeah. For those who do not know, uh, John Milius is uh, the inspiration, sort of, sort of, for Walter in uh, the Big Lebowski. Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. Asian American, please. <laughs> And do you know he turned down Michael Lerner's role as the studio head in Barton Fink? Really? Yes. That's right up there with wow. Klaus Kinski playing the Nazi and Raiders. Son of a bitch. Like, <gasps> well, the universe is glad that a hole didn't get punched into yeah. it. Oh, because it would have. Holy shit. That would have been incredible. Underrated film. Yeah, genuinely. Genuinely. Very underrated. Well, what I like is watching this. For those who don't know who Milius is, I'm going to give you just one second. When he was going to USC film school with all of the, you know, the, the moments where somebody's like, well, yeah, it was me and John and Francis and Steven and George <laughs> hanging out. Like, switch that to last names. Well, you know, it was me and Coppola and Spielberg and Lucas yeah. and Milius just hanging out at Millie has punched the dude, punched a professor in the stomach yeah. over refusing to show one of George Lucas's movies. It's like it wasn't even his. But Millius is like, we're on the same team. I got your back, period. 
there were all of these hippies that wore these little peace buttons, peace buttons that said uh, Nirvana Now. Yeah. And he's like, I took one of those, turned the peace button symbol on its side so it looked like a B-52 bomber, and I changed it to Apocalypse Now. And then years later, he would write a little thing called Apocalypse Now. Isn't that great? Yeah. There are people like that. You can uh-huh. just reach back through history and pick them out. Mm-hmm. They're in particularly creative types. Yeah. It makes you feel like you're a particular race. Yes. Like, oh, Wow. Tell us more of our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He okay. is on my Mount Rushmore. Oh, hell yeah. Of mankind. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, it's like Kurt yeah. Russell, John Milius. And we'll fill the rest out. Yeah, we'll fill the rest out. Yeah. But those Who two I'm are, sure about. Yeah, those are, those are etched in stone, literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, Milius has that uh, just don't give a it is, fuck. It's, it's a beautiful combination and many things you can recognize within yourself if you have this particular bent uh-huh. of, okay, you you may feel 90% about a, a particular subject, uh-huh. political, social, cultural, whatever. Right. And you know it's no, you only feel about 90% at it. Uh-huh. The rest of the world thinks you think it to be around 10,000%. Yes. Uh-huh. Because you fucking just can't mm-hmm. not turn it up. That's where you're dialed certain, in. You yeah. just can't. Not do it. Mm-hmm. And there's an argument to be made that maybe earlier on in his life, had he been surrounded by, an, uh, uh, not that these are oppressive ideas, but the people yeah. that had oppressive ideas on mm-hmm. the right side yeah. would have driven him farther to the left because he would have reacted that way. Well, that's what happened to me when I went like I went to Baylor and I had uh, suddenly had this very, like, no, man, we can't do that. Everybody, then I hit UT and I'm like, no. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. What I think what Milius points out is what, contrarian. Maybe not. I mean, full contrarian, yeah. and maybe the 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 wings to which his ideas fall, right. which is a fucking fake paradigm, anyway. Yeah, um, may have been another way given this well, situation. Here's what gets me: is the fact that he, I think, highlights more than any other person out there the fact that we live in this bullshit zero sum game society. Oh, yeah. like these people I work with are sitting there bitching about Fox News, and I'm like, yeah, don't act like they're the only one. What? It was like MSNBC's. Just, oh, they're nowhere near. And I start pointing through, it's like, oh, so your problem is the fact that Fox News is more popular. And I wanted to say, basically, if you're getting your news off the television and you act like you're better than somebody, go fuck yourself. Because you're getting lied to in a different accent. That's fucking all it is. Correct. Do you want me to tell you what my normal news reading day starts out as? I open up a web browser and I pop... CNN, MSNBC, FoxNews.com. Then I go to Drudge Report and pull up a bunch of other things. Then I go over to Huffington Post. And then I, I, like, seriously, I hit more varied news sites because I look for the areas of overlap and the areas of abandonment because that's where in the truth resides. Hear me! Yeah. That's yeah. really loud. I like it. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's got some stank on it. But the truth lives in the Venn diagram. One side says yeah. this. The other side says this. Where there's the overlap is the truth. And in most cases, what is not in either story is where the truth resides. Fascist. Period. Yeah, I'm a total fascist. Just like John Milius. But going through this whole yeah. thing, and at a certain point, wanted to be like, hey, motherfucker, where'd you get your degree in media? Oh, you didn't? Yeah. I got it from UT. You want to sit here? We, I can go fucking... Uh, I, I can sit here and go am- amusing ourselves to death. I can go fucking McClellan on your ass if you want to, but I won't yeah. because that'll just be your way to be like, oh, God. Here's, here's what I love. I was at uh, I Love Video many, many years ago, and there were these people checking out movies, and these guys, like, they see the documentary outfoxed. Mm. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Yes. That movie. I don't even argue with, my, with the conservatives I know anymore because they just throw out facts and all this, this information that I just don't like. 
Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and first off, here's the thing. If I have many friends, many good friends, with whom I, uh, I do not share a single political belief. I had a very good friend of mine sitting uh, at arm's length this past Saturday who yeah. shares almost zero, mm-hmm. almost zero yeah. of my opinions, uh-huh. politically speaking. We've been friends yeah. since I was 18. And you know what? 20 fucking years we've been Who fucking cares? Who gives a shit? If you are unable, like, there's, I don't even talk to people who oh, voted for I, How young oh, are you? God, you're an asshole. Say, you know what? Hey, save me some. And here's the thing. If you're somebody who's like, yeah, I don't even talk to people who voted for Obama. Don't oh, talk to me. I don't even talk to people who voted for Romney. Then get go the fuck, fuck yourself. Get the fuck out of here. Because if I, if I, uh, I don't even talk to people who didn't vote for Gary Johnson. <laughs> the <laughs> yes. fuck is wrong with you, Ooh, dude? Well, well. well, you know. No, never uh, uh, and just everyone. Uh, and here's where it gets into it for me, where it really pisses me off. You can tell where that fucking lies based off how often their beliefs have to be mentioned in articles about them. And I mean that specifically <laughs> like talking... like vegan marathon runners. Yeah. Like, like Milius. Any article on Milius yeah. will mention his politics. Oh, yeah. Any article on Mel Gibson what? Yes. Well... Well, mention the, his... That's <sighs> a... I, I can actually see that more. Yeah, but it's... It's still shitty, but uh-huh. he did show his ass publicly... To, well, yeah. Let's just say twice in incident form. Yeah. Well, not by actual... But it number. could be argued, too, that you have your people like, I don't know... Uh, um, John Cusack. I get it. <laughs> Who, when we have Mark on soon, yeah. we will get into the subject of John. Now John Cusack. Cusack banned him on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect fucking timing. Thank you. Thank you, Santa. That was a wonderful gift. But yeah, that. What I love is everybody on this documentary. You're these hardcore left-leaning filmmakers. They're just like, yeah, he's fucking John. He's my friend. You got a bad thing to say about John? You're gonna have to deal with me. I like that. I hate that everyone has to act like they're on Hannity and Combs and you have to fucking shout somebody down. How dated oh, a reference is Hannity and Combs oh, now? Shit. Oh, Bob's big boy and the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, uh, t- that's how long it's been since I've, I've watched any televised <laughs> news show with regularity. Oh, that's okay. Because, is man, it- when, when Combs went away, as feckless as he may be... <laughs> Uh, they really released the Kraken as far as the whole Le- Lego-haired conservative yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just so it's just so goddamn much. It really is. Yeah, you know, short of a you know Aaron Tippin Eagles cry song or some shit, <laughs> which is we're right up there. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, it, it's it's glorious. Yeah. It's almost glorious. I'm just I'm tired of everyone pissing and moaning, and it's always the other person's fault, no matter what. Shut your fucking cave and just go back to crying at home alone, you worthless piece of shit. Oh. I, I, I I'm it. now hitting the end of my rope with censoring myself on my beliefs. <laughs> oh, God. I, I do this out of pure love of you, buddy. Yeah. Is that I keep my fucking... <laughs> <laughs> my shit in check. Yeah. Trust me. Uh, Trust me. Well, and the reason people we... out there that have been listening for a while go, I think he's pulling some punches. I am. Mm-hmm. I fucking am. Well, and we do One that... of us is a fucking public educator. Yeah. 
And part of the reason that we do this, that we do, is because this show, we're not the political thugs. No, no, no. We're here to talk about this other stuff. No one cares. No, God. That and that's be like the fact that he has. It has to be mentioned. Oh, conservative. Well, and you know what? He's also a hot shit fucking writer. The George Hamilton story might have been the greatest thing I ever heard. George Hamilton hired him to write something because George Milius was like, I want the money and the broads and the house. Mm. And uh, so George Hamilton hired him to do God knows what. I don't remember what. Right at the end. After all, nothing was coming. Nothing was coming. Nothing was coming. He's in New York. Milius is at his house living it up. And he tells him, he's like, you tell John. He writes, or I cut off the money, and then the lifestyle and the ladies go away. And, he's and like, the motorcycles. The motorcycles. And the guns. And the guns. Guns, motorcycles, girls, and um, all the accoutrement that goes along. Then it all goes away. And um, s- s- suddenly I-, I start getting g- getting telegrams. Yeah. Like one, two, then 50, then 100. And I realize he's sending me this amazing script page by page by telegram. Yeah, and he's like, it's amazing. Now here's, we're gonna talk about the shit Milius wrote. Oh if yes, you yes we are. Question this man's writing. You are a goddamn fool. Not to say that everything he wrote is gold. No, not isn't. at all, not at all. But but the gold he wrote is fucking ninety nine point nine nine percent. There pure. are precious few writers out there that can say they are now part of American pop culture and culture. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially these lines, especially in the way he is. Do we? Go ahead. Let's not go by time. Let's talk no, through no, no. the important shit. And the important shit. He really. Let's see. Where did he get his start on? Oh yeah, he is an uncredited writer on fucking Dirty Harry. Yeah, and he wrote one part of it. And here's the thing: any of you have seen Dirty Harry? There's one bit from that movie you know. And uh, I know what you're asking yourself: Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, in all the excitement, I kind of lost count myself. Yeah. But being this is a forty-four Magnum, the most, the most powerful, powerful handgun, handgun on earth, and will take your head, head clean, clean off, off your shoulders, you got to ask yourself one question: Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Yeah. Bam, John, John Millius. fucking Milius. <laughs> that gasoline smell. Yeah. Love the smell of napalm in the morning. Yep, John Milius. Yeah, every line. In Apocalypse Now, basically. John fucking uh, Milius. He's been, I saw a video uh, of Milius asking about how do you feel about directors doing stuff with their writing and uh-huh. changing things and whatever. It's like, well, people always ask me, well, okay, okay, so they changed some things. But what parts did you write? I said, all the parts that you like. That was me. Yeah. Nice. Joke, half joking, uh-huh. of course, through his cigar smoke. Mm-hmm. But kind of. Yeah. 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 Oh, the Mil- speech... Uh, Quint's speech, speech from Jaws? Jaws was originally 10 pages. Quint? <laughs> the actor who uh, portrayed Quint. Sure. Um, edited it himself. Yeah. Which uh, fucking stones by it's right there. Yeah, yeah. But Sp- Because Spielberg contacted Milius. He's like, look, I, we're just not connecting to this. We're not about. And he was like, the next day, Milius gives me this 10-page thing. And it's like. And dry- you know like, how he contacted him? I don't. You I don't. know how that worked out? No, uh-uh. uh In the editing bay. Because at the time that Spielberg was making Jaws, uh-huh. uh, Milius was making, uh, editing the uh, Wind of the Lion. Okay, yeah. And Spielberg, while waiting for the fucking sh- uh, shark to get up, you know, worked on Right. Milius would actually go into the production with of uh, Jaws and uh-huh. help with the people moving the shark. Yeah. There's a good chance that some of the shark movement in <laughs> Jaws was done by fucking John Milius. Yeah. Which... 
So he's writer, director, that. actor, puppeteer, right. John Millius. John Millius. <laughs> so, By the way, the, that is the, the, I honestly would put having John Millius on this show as almost being a better get than Kurt Russell. Almost, yeah. Almost. If there was a better I get, so. it's John fucking Millius. It's John Millius. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. they would operate this thing for about 20 minutes or so, and it would break. And then Spielberg would, of course, just, fuck, it would take forever and then get it fixed. Yeah. So he yeah. would go to the editing bay with John, and some of the stuff in line in the winter was Spielberg going, well, try this. Well, let's do this. Because he's fucking bored out of his mind. Yeah, and they're old college buddies. That's amazing. Yeah, that, which, by the way, what the fuck? <laughs> Well, the that. fact that Luke is talking... I just like to think about Spielberg watching the Marines invade the palace in Lion yeah. in Winter going, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Well, what I love is when you hear like the, the legend of John Millius punching the college professor in the stomach and George Lucas is like, uh, this is called a legend, but it happened, I know, because I was there. <laughs> he punched him in the stomach because yeah. he refused to show my movie. Yeah. I was standing there when he did it. <laughs> but <sighs> Dreyfus... Richard Dreyfus uh, from that movie, kind of tooting his own horn, but so far as Richard Dreyfus goes, it's not the craziest shit he could have said because Richard Dreyfus is out of his goddamn mind. Just a skosh, just a bit. But it's just the stress talking, man. <laughs> is it just playing random, Walter? Mm-hmm. Awesome, they're random and they're all perfect. Yeah. But um, that the, he writes this speech and Dreyfus was talking about his performance in that yeah. scene. He's like, when I'm sitting back there, just with this look on my face, it like, is well, good. Because it's real. Yeah. What the fuck do I say? What the, the if, for those who don't remember in Jaws the scene where they're sitting around the table comparing yeah. wounds and Robert Shaw starts going off on being on the Indianapolis. Yeah. And it's like oh, oh, kind of like the Unbroken guy, the 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 movie that J- uh, Angelina Jolie directed about. That oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read about the shit that happened to him and the bit from the preview where he holds that railroad tie above his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thirty-seven minutes. And then the guy ended it by punching him in the stomach. Yeah, that dude held it. But it's funny because Brad Pitt, even like he and Angelina Jolie became so tight that Brad even referred to him as her boyfriend. Oh, wow. But the fact that Brad Pitt was like, what the? Well, have you fucking heard what the. What am I going to say? This fucking awesome old dude who's been through literal hell. Yeah. I'm going to give him shit because my wife thinks he's... I think he's awesome. No. Fuck that. Yes. Yes, your boyfriend. Yes, sir. Indeed. Yes. May I speak to my wife today, sir? And uh, go ahead, sir. No, no, really. Yes. Have at it. Go for it. Pork away. (laughs) Pork away, pal. (laughs) Fuck her blue. (laughs) But that speech, the Indianapolis speech... It's. I, I've been playing that game, Black, uh, the Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which yeah. is a, uh, um, a pirate, a pirate game. game. Mm. And Hope and I were talking about it, and she'd read and seen some shit where it's like, evidently, naval battles used to literally be the worst thing imaginable. Because it's like, first up, cannibal, there's a reason that you see the old pirates who've been at sea forever, and they're missing a leg yeah. and an arm and an eye. Because yeah. it's fucking goddamn cast iron balls flying across the deck yes. and then your choice is burned to death or drowned Ugh. like the, the level of hell that being on a boat in the fucking best like a, a military boat in the best circumstance and, uh, that's okay it's it still sucks but back then when it was wood and you had fucking metal flying across now granted the indianapolis would have been metal and all but still. that shit gets punctured and it's sinking Oh, fuck, dude. Oh, my 
God. I can imagine. Yeah, and and the fact that with that, then you had the you know the Japanese strafing fire on them, mm-hmm. and they're floating bloody in shark infested waters for how long? They're fo- like, <sighs> there people. I don't know how to break this to you, but I'm going to do it. There are people. <laughs> Who are better than us? <clears throat> yeah, they're better than you. Yeah, they've done things in this life that have earned them. We'll call it a pass. We'll call it a credit. We'll call it anything. Our soft, doughy, pink, safe, beautiful little lives cannot look in the eye of these fucking titans among people. I don't want to be accused of uh, propping up some kind of Julius Avolian uh, idea of the military and religious class being better than the rest of us, but mm-hmm. they are. They're, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Sorry. Sorry. I, I, I stand by that. Yeah. Just like I stand by a killing child rapist. Yes. Well, and, and It's one of those things I just don't, uh, I don't back down. Especially on. with somebody like Quint. Especially yeah. when you realize that was back in the day when our recognition of uh, PTSD was just past battle fatigue. Well, he's a little shell-shocked. Just well, he's a little screwed pull up, yourself together, sir, and just drink that horrible clear corn liquor that you make yourself because it's right. the only thing that quiets the screams. Swallow your feelings, have a drink, and mm-hmm. get down to breakfast. Yep, yep. Oh, dude. Have you seen the James Gandolfini-directed documentary War Torn? No. It's it's it is about PTSD oh, man. through the through history in the U.S. and how yeah if you know somebody who was deployed for a certain amount of time they have it right they have it you know yeah it may not be terrible but they fucking got it yeah you know that's just how that shit works uh, let me grab lady I got buddies who died face down in the muck so that you and I can enjoy this family restaurant. Right, uh- <laughs> it doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means you're an asshole. asshole. Mary's Gourmet Cafe, in this case. <laughs> but yeah, that Quint speech, you look at that, and whenever you you know, you know meet some old-timer who drinks himself fucking unconscious every day, hear him tell that story. And, then and you'll say, buy him the next bottle. Yeah, then say, well, he really needs to cut down because his family... I'm like, hey, no, no. how about you pay for the years of therapy it's going to take for that cat to be all right? Then you can comment about how much you drink. You're not going to get him to all right. Yeah, no, no. You ain't getting that guy to all right. There's no getting back to all right. No, uh-uh. No. At that point. Well, it's like the, the unbroken guy. He talks about it. He's like, for years he would wake up. Like, he would fucking, if he hurt, the, the guy who was a camp commander, who was named by Douglas MacArthur as one of the ten worst war criminals, but ended up basically escaping punishment. Right. Um, he used to use a word, I forget what it was, to get people to stand at attention before he'd fucking beat them. Like the guy who had a three-week appointment to get punched in the face every day at 6 o'clock. Uh, the appendectomy patient he practiced judo on. Ah. Yeah. There was, and this guy was like, yeah, I, sometimes I'd hear that word and my body just start shaking and I'd be in tears. Wow. It's like, fuck. No, you're not getting him back to all right. No. You're getting him back to, you know, I can survive in this world. Yeah. <laughs> or you, you know. get Quint. I'm going to be drinking on my boat until I'm dead. Yeah. And... Fuck. Uh, you know? Yeah. Calm seas to you, sir. Exactly, yes, yes. Here's to you. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that speech. And, that speech. And the fact that it was basically overnight that he turned it in. He just kind of shat that out. Yeah, yeah. 
He didn't really even have to think about that. Well, what that reminds me of is when they were working on Honeysuckle Rose, Willie Nelson mm-hmm. was at one of the meetings, and the director was like, you know what I'd like is if you could have a song about, you know, being out on the road and traveling and touring as a musician. I think that'd be really great. Like 10 minutes later, Willie's like, um, on the road again. I just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends, and I can't wait to get on the road again. Something like that. Like, that's fantastic. What about the music? Oh, the music will take care of itself. The words work? Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Charlie <laughs> <Totally> Nelson. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Oh, man. Yeah, the guy who's played 10,000 live shows can <sighs> shit out a song like that. Again, National Treasure. Yeah, exactly. Milius just had his mind in that spot, and that is one of the greatest fucking moments where kind of all the guys at the table just yeah. have to go. That's weird, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do? Yeah, that was that's weird, huh? <laughs> they all sing that song, huh? That fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, what the fuck? I just got an email. I, I was gonna say, I take it you Jim didn't hit some yeah, random the Christmas. Timing thing. on that was perfect. <laughs> that fucking bitch. Ah, uh, Millis <sighs> is on our side. Yeah, Millis mit uns. Mm-hmm. But yes, that that speech. <sighs> Yeah, that's one of those things that's like, imagine the movie Jaws without that speech in it. You can't. Yeah. The just film. Like you can't imagine Apocalypse Now with anything. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And that was him beginning to end. The, like, um, in, like in stem to stern. He said it started off as his um, screenwriting, one of his writing teachers in college, who was real, real bare for uh, uh, the, the detail and form of the screenplay. Okay. Like anything... That was out of order. You right. Know, you know, interior day. If it was day, interior. Right. You yeah. throw some bitch in the trash and you fail. Mm-hmm. That's it. You fail. Mm-hmm. He's like, nothing else. Your script's going to look professional. Right. It may be incoherent. As it, it fucking should. It may be should. awful. Yeah. It may be just, just a pile of shit. But it's going to look like yeah. a professional fucking script. Oh, God. And that is just fabulous. Everyone needs to take that class. And that teacher also uh, brought up Heart of Darkness. Said everyone's tried. Everybody's failed. Not going to happen. And in Millis' words, it was like putting a red, uh, red flag, red in, front flag in front of a young bull. It's like, uh-huh. well, well, now I got to. Yeah. And he fucking did. And he did. And he ripped the fucking rim off. Yeah. And then went to his college friend, Francis Ford Coppola. His college friend. What do you think, buddy? Jesus Shum. Christ. You think this would be good, Frank? This would be a good movie to put out, Frank. What do you think? What do you, what do you what, think? Uh, what do you think? Fucking nails it. Oh, God. But yeah, that... And I don't know how you feel about Apocalypse Now, but uh, people made a lot of shit about that movie. Oh, it's so good. It's so great. It's so uh, amazing. And then you you watch it when you're a kid and you don't really get it. Yeah. You watch it when you're a little older and you're like, I kind of get it. Then you watch it as a grown-ass man and go, oh! I need to watch it as a grown-ass man. Oh! Yeah. Because I watched it when I was a kid and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the story I love from this that it what Charlie Sheen told on the uh, uh, on the, um, the the documentary is like my dad just couldn't get that you know they were they were recording the fo- Vietnam why did it have to be Vietnam recording that and they couldn't get the tone right they couldn't get the vocal tone right they just couldn't it's like and Milius pulls a forty five out of his pocket and lays it on the table. lays it on the table my dad's like is that real yeah is it loaded loaded and chambered <laughs> which for those who don't know much about uh. guns. 
Loaded and chambered is a damn sight different from loaded. Yes, it is. Because another way of loaded and chambered means locked, cocked, and ready to rock. Yeah. That gun is ready to be fired at that instant. You can have a loaded gun that doesn't have chambered round. Right. It shits chambered. And my dad's a pacifist. He's like, put your hand on this. Just put your hand on this while you read. And every take that they used was that. Ugh, that's just fabulous. So fucking magic, dude. So Ugh, magic. Which is funny. Bill, it's like if Hunter S. Thompson was born at my house uh, and, yeah. you know, less drug addicted. Right. Bill Burr talked about firing a gun. Once. He's like, yeah, I helped this guy on this job. And at the end, he's, he, the, the special is filmed in Georgia. And he's like, at the end of this guy comes over to me. He's like, hey, man, I got this uh, 38. We got this old car down at the end of the road. You want to go down there and shoot it? He's like, by the way, Everywhere else in the country, people are laughing their ass off right now. <laughs> I know that I'm in the South because everyone's like, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm uh-huh, like, what yeah. are you talking about, Jim? Right, yeah. yeah. Of course. Some guy you don't know is like, hey, I've got a gun. Do you want to go shoot this yeah. abandoned car? Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's go. Good. <laughs> let's do it. We get to shoot a car, not yeah. just trees? Fuck yeah. Let's Sweet. do it. But if you look at it between, let's look at what he wrote between the part of Dirty Harry and Apocalypse Now. He wrote Jeremiah Johnson. Oh. You're fucking... And of course, here's the here's the bitch uh-huh. about Jeremiah Johnson. Yes, and it makes me nuts that I'll never know. Uh huh. According to Milius, not quite what he had in mind. What the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. It's one of my favorite movies ever. It's fantastic. What what I need to watch what, it. What is the what is, wait, yeah. no, John, tell me what is what, what, <laughs> what did you what, have in mind? Precisely what's missing here. Show me what show me the stuff that they cut out. What is <laughs> What? Cuz uh-huh. it's fucking good. Yeah. Redford. Mm, yeah. Maybe maybe not the best choice thinking now. Right. Back, but I didn't know that as a kid. All I knew was this is amazing. Yeah. It still is. Yes. Uh, the Life and Times of Judge Roy Bean. He's that right. That was his next one. Yeah. Human yeah, Newman was Not too really. But that was one of the things that Newman read it and was like, "I'm Paul Newman and I want to do this." And that sure, was back in the time when saying, "I'm Paul Newman, I want to do this, yeah. you win." Okay, because there like was the, a time when Paul Newman could do no fucking. It's like wrong. the uh, Ballad of Cable Hogue. Yeah, uh, with um, uh, Robards. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow, Robards really want to do that? Oh, this is fucking perfect. Yeah, and it just kind of falls in that weird little. Yeah, you throw Robards in Judge Roy Bean. Ooh. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, I mean, oh, oh my! Oh yes, uh huh. But uh, yeah, it would have worked better with different casting. But you but know. it's fucking Paul Newman. Paul Newman, so you know, whatever. But God damn it! Mm-hmm. What what's missing from Jeremiah Johnson? Yeah. What what's not there? What will what come will... out no more? <laughs> uh, let's see. Then he did Dillinger, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen. And then Magnum Force. I have seen. Oh yes. Uh. I like Magnum Force. Me and too. that's one of those movies where even the bad guys, there are no bad guys in that movie. <laughs> um, that's, it's, Magnum Force is one of those that, like, I get why what they were doing was bad. I understand. Why, blah, 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 blah. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't Millions know. This is reading our minds. It is. It's. The the scene that I go to when that pimp forces that young whore that he is, and by whore I think that rappers should not be allowed to say ho I think they should have to say whore I agree just so that we know what we're talking about right. here but a young woman you've turned out for sex yes a, for money yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he makes her drink the uh, was it what was it antifreeze yeah, or something, so. yeah and kills her with that 
I didn't feel bad when the cops shot him dead without a no, trial. Not a I bit. I didn't no, feel I'm, bad I'm, about I'm it. Right now, I understand. I, I am for rule of law. I am okay with that. Sure. But it's real hard to feel bad. But in the context of this fictional story I'm watching on film, yes, Mm -hmm. where I'm allowed to, yeah, let let fly, be a fascist, be a fascist filmmaking. Open your eyes up Um, to that whole star chambers, not a bad thing mentality. Yes, it's fine. Death Wish. Death Wish. He had no part in Death Wish, but it's fascist filmmaking. Yeah, Death Wish is that's a that's a Milius screenplay. Yeah, it feels like I like to watch Death Wish with John Milius. Oh, yeah. Probably hates it because the Kersey was such a uh, a pacifist. Pain in the ass, yeah, a pacifist. To watch Maybe it. Not, with, I don't know. You know who I'd like to watch Death with? with De- Death that? Wish with Jeff Goldblum. Yes. <laughs> just to just to see how he reacts to that character that he played in it. Now I'd like, oh. to, I'd like to bring back Charles Bronson and ask him how he felt about that guy calling him dad. <laughs> actually, the, oh, uh, I'd actually want to watch it with Christopher Guest too because he popped up wow. near the end. Martin Short was on The Nerdist recently, and according to him, he's like, Chris Guest is just the funniest person in the world. And uh, I was talking to him once, and he's like, yeah. so Martin, what are you working on? Like, uh, well, I'm doing a movie called Captain Ron. Hmm, really? What's it about? Well, I play a character who, uh, who inherits a, a, a sailboat. Martin, I didn't say spoil it for me. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love Chris Guest. I can totally see ah, him doing that, just yeah, the calm. Right. Martin... But yeah, that that would be fun. Like just passive. You went to war, but you were conscientious detector. What's wrong oh, with you? Emilius's main complaint about life was that he had his war stolen from him. Mm-hmm. He wanted to yeah. go to war. He, he wanted did. to be in the military. But Magnum Force, fuck, he wrote the two dirty hairy movies that are worth watching. Yes. I straight the fuck up. There's some things on here I didn't realize he wrote. This is gonna be awesome to go through. Um haven't seen Melvin Purvis G-Man at all. Me neither. Or The Wind and the Lion. I haven't seen that. Good? Oh, my God. Is that that's the Sean Connery playing? Yeah, in, he uh, plays the Barbary Pirate and... Uh, ah, shit, I can't remember the actor's name. Plays Teddy Roosevelt. It is good? Oh, yeah. That's good? Okay, and I need to check that. good stuff. Okay, I need to check that out. Then Big Wednesday, which was yeah. the main reason I wanted Mark here, because Mark loves that movie. He does. But he I does. threw up some blood, so I can't be on your podcast. <laughs> Pussy. Uh, <laughs> I shit a pint of blood this morning. I don't give a damn. I don't give a fuck. I like shit fire, man. <laughs> Who knows? He yeah. may have actually been able to do the show, but I want to do it earlier. Yeah. So yeah, blame I, me. Nothing. I do. I normally do. Yeah. Big Wednesday, it's surfing. Then Apocalypse Now, yes. which the whole surfing thing was in there because Milius loves to surf. Loves to surf. Again, I need to watch this. I need to sit down and fucking rewatch this because evidently it's this genius. I mean, I don't think I've watched it beginning to end since I was like 16 or 17. Well, there's a lot of I cultural static it. that comes with movies like this. Yeah, it's like Clockwork Orange. Yeah, it's just too, there's too goddamn much. Yeah. If you can block that out. Yeah. Get yourself some straight alcohol. Uh-huh. Just watch and, it like uh, a man. Just watch it like a man. Okay. I it's, think I can uh, do that. It, it is fabulous. I think I've got that in me. Last time I watched it completely hammered like that uh-huh. was with my cousin Ed. Uh-huh. There's an apartment in, off Riverside. Your cousin Eddie? Cousin Eddie. Did he get you something really nice? <laughs> really nice. <laughs> and uh, he just got a surround sound system. Oh, nice. 
on Apocalypse Now. And we brought the bottle to the table. Oh. That was the problem. We brought the bottle to the table. Oh. Some it was so fucking loud, and yeah. these walls of gossamer down there. Yeah, of course, drew the neighbors. Uh-huh. Drew the neighbors' ire. <laughs> Could have been fucking fire down there. Anyway, yeah. knocked on the door. High towers there. <laughs> Turn this down. I am so drunk. I said, you know what? Why don't you go fuck yourself? Slam the door in his face. <laughs> Ed, who's about an inch taller than me, is behind me. Uh-huh. Like, ooh, ooh. Not, not like cowering. Uh-huh. More like flavor flake. Oh, damn. Like, you had a hype man? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. He was not afraid. Ed was not afraid at all. Ed would have. Who fucking knows if Ed answered the door? Yeah. I would have just taken his pants off and chased the guy around. <laughs> fucking maniac. Or he was. This was a long time ago. But it was, quite, it was quite the experience. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, Apocalypse. I it bowling. I didn't run its shoes. I'm not buying it a fucking beer. He's not taking your fucking turn, dude. <laughs> Oh man, is that just that? That is uh, that yeah. confidence and fuck everyone. Yes. Well, apocalypse now. Do yeah. yourself a favor. It's arguable that he hasn't hit the stride yet. Apocalypse now. We'll talk in a second. All right. Now I haven't seen 1941. It's good. Oh yeah. Now Pretty when good. I talk about not having hit the stride, I'm talking about the next two movies he made. Oh well. <laughs> In my world, yeah. you know, it was all <laughs> retroactive with the apocalypse now and the lion in winter. Yeah. You don't give two damns about that as a kid. Right. What? Right. Barbary, who now? Mm-hmm. But Teddy, as a kid. What, what's it? He acts like a bear. I don't give a shit about this. Then as a kid, it's Conan the Barbarian. Okay. Oh. With that diablo. I mean, it was so, it's such a part of my brain. I, yeah. thought, I, was, I thought it was a dream. God damn it. You know, like, wait, there, I had a dream that. There was this thing with a deal, and the, uh, somebody turned to a snake, and there was this blonde chick. And there was a whole room full of chicks. And then, what? Oh, that's a movie? That's, that exists? I can do that again? And now, a quote from John Milius from Muscle and Fitness Magazine, July 1982. If there hadn't been an Arnold around for Conan, we would have had to create him. Well, because for Conan to work the way he does in the comics, you have to have. You have to have. The largest man on the planet. Yeah. And that was back when Arnold, like, will there ever be a bodybuilder who gets that shit tighter than Arnie did? I don't know, man. Because, fuck. Stuart might be able to answer this for us because Stuart, Stuart likes the bodybuilding stuff. He knows he? about that. I don't, we don't. Bah. My point, dude, is why should we settle for 20 grand when we can keep the entire million? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> But yeah, that it's true. I, no one could have played him. And then here's his statement on the violence in Conan. It's not that violent, although I was happy not to get an X rating. But if he said Conan and the Barbarian was rated PG, people would feel cheated. We weren't making Conan's divorce, you know. <laughs> it's really not that violent. It really isn't. It really. I don't know. Mm, sort of. A heavy uh, brow. The, um, the screenwriter mm-hmm. was upset by what the director, John Milius, did with his project. The writer turned out to be Oliver Stone. Oh. Oliver Stone and Milius are actually good friends. Oh, well, yeah, I could imagine. Because they can have differences um, of opinion opinion and still be civil. Yeah. And friendly. Imagine that. (laughs) But that's not If John Milius and 
Oliver fucking Stone can get along. Yeah. Y'all can get along. Mm-hmm. It is possible. It is It is magic, but yeah. it is possible. One love, y'all. One love. Oh, I feel so dirty. Oh, you should. You should. Yeah, Conan. Conan, Conan, fucking Conan. Mm-hmm. It really is. It just stands all by itself. I enjoy the second film. It's it's fine. Yeah. But that is... Uh, I only, I've only i only seen it once with you in Refurio. Uh, if Robert Howard... Before we brought out all those pornos. It is. <laughs> if Robert Howard had not shot himself in the head in his car... Yeah. ...at the age of 30... Fuck. Perhaps... He would have lived to see this and uh, and been like, well, oh, well, well, yeah, that's what I had in mind. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I had in mind. Oh, I have another quote for Milius. This is Dirty Harry. I have a forty-four Magnum. I love the forty-four Magnum. In fact, I still have the forty-four Magnum that inspired that line. The Second Amendment becomes more important every day. <laughs> okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. But Conan was awesome. But it doesn't hold a candle to the amazingness. That is the Red Dawn. Well, they're lightning and thunder, mm-hmm. <laughs> fist-wise, of these things. Because Conan is its own animal. Yeah. It's very primal, going back to uh, very much you, so, you yeah. know, the, yeah. the archaic ideas of masculinity, which is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, war and conflict being natural and good, which mm-hmm. is... <laughs> what? What? Nonsense. <laughs> Nonsense, sir. Nonsense, sir. Um, all those ideas being, you know, far too, far too, far too not modern, not with it, you know. I told that crowd a fucking thousand times, I don't roll on Shabbos. Far too barbaric. Barbaric. A a movie about barbarians being barbaric. Yeah, I'm not playing it. What do you think about that? Yeah. Do what you want. you with Smith and Forge Cider. Oh, it's delicious. It's wonderful. Um, but you're right. Red um, Dawn Red hit Dawn. like a fucking shotgun. And to call back to my earlier statement about believing at 90 and turning it up to 10,000, uh-huh. this was it. Yeah. He was just fucking sick of it. Uh-huh. I, you no. Know, nope. I think I'll do this. What if this happened? Right. Bitch, what are you going to do about that? Mm-hmm. Mm? Yep. Mm? Yep. And, uh, of course, this, according to Milius, was the one that got him blacklisted in Hollywood. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe at the time. Maybe more so. If he made Red Dawn today, I would believe that blacklist more. Right. I don't know. I mean, that. Uh, how can I, I'm not going to question John. That's Yeah. I, I wasn't there. Who yeah, knows? Therein lies madness. But um, mm. other Hollywood conservatives would say the only real color is green. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe because Red Dawn didn't just, you know... Back up a pile of cash on everyone's front door, which may have something more to do with it. History has bared it out because yeah. retrospectively, '80s movies, uh, Red Dawn is kind of at the top of that list. Oh fuck yes, yeah, Red Dawn kind of is the top of that list. Oh, Red Dawn is oh, it's so good, goddamn glorious. Everything uh, about it is fucking fantastic. What I love that that guy pointed out, and there was a guy talking about Red Dawn. I loved when they uh, go to the end at the monument in mm. front of Sectarian Rock, and it's like. You know, people, mostly children, da 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 And the person said, yeah, you know, all the stuff that we just saw, and it ends up being this plaque in a park no one goes to. 
And think about it, especially living yeah. in Texas. We are fucking lousy with historical site Indeed. plaques everywhere. How many of them do we drive by on a daily basis and don't even acknowledge? A lot. And the fact that every one of those has a story like Red Dawn connected to it. Yeah. This is where these ordinary people Especially did something. In Texas. Yeah. Did something crazy extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And we don't even take time to look at it. That was sort of in retrospect, looking at it, the beauty of Red Dawn. That yeah. it's fuck. You know, sick transit Gloria in in, Indeed. in the the most extreme manner imaginable. That is, fuck. Yeah, we d- and in this country we just don't pay attention. Shit that happened fifty years ago is might as well have never happened. Yes, and things like this. Yeah, um, not, it's not the pursuit of glory, but glory achieved nonetheless uh-huh. through conflict. Yeah, these things. Like you say, fifty years past tend to lose a lot of their luster. Yeah, yeah, you know that's true. Or other things get blown way out of proportion. Uh-huh. Uh, where you know, I'm not going to say the greatest generation is not because that's ridiculous. Yeah, but a pretty we, goddamn we prop good up generation. World War II is, yeah. is really fucking awesome. Yeah, but World War One. Uh, yeah, World War One saw the com- complete reversal of. The values of war, the yeah. metaphysics of war, yeah, and those are things. Uh-huh. I'm not just three beers in. These are real things. Yeah, they saw the entire process of conflict between men completely changed. Yeah, from civilized conflict to mechanized death. Did you ever see the ending of the Black Adder series that was in World War One in the trenches? No. Okay. <sighs> the very end of that. They get the order to go over the top. Mm -hmm. And it's them standing there, and it's this heartfelt, you know, it has been my sincere pleasure. Whistle blows. They go over the top. Show them coming out of the trench. Freeze frame. Fade to a feel of red poppies. Oh, Christ. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Trench warfare was a motherfucker. Watch Stanley Kubrick's, what I think is arguably the best film he made, um, Paths of Glory. That movie is so amazing. And it talks about, like, realize trench warfare hit about the same time as chemical warfare and the machine gun. Death on an industrial scale. Yeah. You pop out of that. Your whole group pops out of it, and a machine gun mows you down. Or watch a fucking tip a glass to Australia on this, Mm. Gallipoli. Yeah. You want to talk about a heartbreaking movie that punches you in the fucking gut about the horrors of World War I? Watch fucking Gallipoli. Because those people, fuck, yeah. hat off, not just tipping a poor, a small amount out to the fucking Australians on that shit. No, the whole that thing. is dumping the whole goddamn bottle out on the ground saying, no, they, they deserve this and more. Yeah. Um, I'll buy more. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. But the fact that there's just, that was ignored. Yeah. And we do, you're right, we do prop up one or two that have better PR. Uh, they feel better yeah. because they're they're less complicated. Well. That's why, it, whatever your feelings on Robert Wool, he has a show called Assume the Position with mm-hmm. Professor Wool that is fantastic because he states in it, history is pop culture. Oh, yeah. Period. And he goes through it and he, he, he point by point explains it gorgeously on this. But the big one he uses is uh, who rode hundreds of miles to warn that the British were coming? Uh, and most people say Paul Revere. It's like, no, Paul Revere rode about 15 miles. Right. Israel Bissell? 
by the way, did that. But his name didn't fit the rhyme scheme as well as Paul Revere. Yeah. So when that poem got written, he got elevated. George Washington didn't have a good enough record to make the playoffs. Yeah. But because of how the shit fell out, ended up becoming the father of our country. Indeed. And that's the shit you need to look at. And Milius, I think, brought a, a lot of that that concept of the ground level. Every conflict has these people who get put in a position where it's like, I was sitting in a I was sitting in a high school class one day, and by the end of that day, I was yeah. sleeping out in the woods, hoping I could survive. Yeah. Not bloodthirsty, eyes aflame, just yeah. to do whatever, some kind of caricature. Uh-huh. But somebody pushed in a corner and had yeah. to react, regardless uh-huh. of the situation. Regardless, excuse me, regardless of the country, yeah, or countries involved. Uh-huh. It's just the people pushed into a corner and having to react, much like a Wolverine. Wolverines. What I love is the people talking about the beginning of was it uh, Desert Storm or not? It, was, it might have been Desert Sheet. Uh, no, no, the um, the action to actually catch Saddam was Operation Red Dawn. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the go code was Wolverines. And everyone was like, oh, yeah. oh, John fucking loved that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Hell yeah. Of course. Okay, well, but, I mean, you look at the 80s and this movie that I remember hearing about in those hushed. Oh, yeah. Man, this was one of those things. God damn it. Well, I'm so glad that I was raised at a time we didn't have the internet. Well, because that mystery could grow organically. Oh, yeah. You know, from whisper to whisper, like telephone game, well, until you finally get to watch it, like the fucking Terminator. Like, oh, my what God. What I love is how our, our generation's mindset has ended up becoming the dominant. The yeah. adults who are like, oh, this movie is super violent. It will be. <laughs> and our generation's like, what? Well, it's a little violence. Who fucking cares? It's, it's fine. It's what violence what's the problem? Who cares? It's violence and titties. It's not going to destroy me. Uh, they're shit that I like. Fucking and... painful lack of titties in today's war film. Oh, I can tell you that. Hell yeah. I can fucking tell you that right now. Painful lack. And a good day to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> they all line up. It's great. But yeah, they're... I remember his kids just being like, well, what's the problem? I'm not going to go out and fucking invade Russia. <laughs> what the right. shit are you idiots? It's, it's what okay. are you fucking fools babbling about with violence here? I mean, you think that Mexico's going to do that? Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, hooray for Hollywood, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, apparently, North Korea, because they're, you know, not as big a market as China. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to bother with a remake just because it looks too. Sissified for today's generation of half man pansy bitches. I have no idea. I have yeah, I said it. it. I have no clue. half man pansy bitches. I, I don't need to watch that. No, because I still you have the original. You know, I fell in love with this one girl back yeah. in the day, and, yeah. and uh, she's my number one girl. Here's and a question: Red Dawn original is just like I haven't seen the new Conan. Here, because why? Here's a question I have about the remake of. Uh, of, of of Red Dawn. And your response to this will dictate whether or not... I, whatever you say to this next question will be my answer as to whether or not I'm going to see the movie. The new version of Red Dawn. Is Patrick Swayze in it? Nope. Then I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Fuck. And that would be on one of the screens you. at the tomb of the well-known Swayze. Yeah. On top of the Thuggatorium. Yeah. Yep. Swayze will be Always on the Rushmore. Playing. We don't have flames playing no. the unknown have, Swayze. Okay. Excuse me, well-known Swayze. We have films playing. Yeah. We have film playing. We have Red Dawn. His parts of Red Dawn over and over and over and over again. Multiple screens. Multiple screens of Red Dawn? No, Red Dawn, Roadhouse. Ah, uh, yeah. Black Dog. Just kidding. Ah, uh, yeah. Black Rain, just because. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's not in it, but I don't care. But he liked it. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. Someone will always be smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the Alamo, the price of freedom, just because we got to tilt that a little bit to his brother, Don. That's true. This is true. But yeah, Red Dawn, that's one of those that when we were kids was just that oh. like hushed term. It was like a fucking snuff film that someone had just I tried to like, dig a hole in my backyard. And do- no, I did try to dig a hole in my backyard so I could do the whole Wolverine <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's, it's harder than you think. Yeah, and I'm willing to bet you got much further with it than Sam would have because at that point, Dudley and Kate are like, he'll tire himself. Oh, yeah, no one knew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I probably got about. Three quarters of the way before someone said, "You need to stop digging a hole in the yard." <laughs> How am I going to stop the cummies? Here's a knife. Go play with that. Come on. But I, I, honestly, in many ways, Red Dawn is the perfect '80s movie. It is because it's got the Russians and the bad guys, yeah, the Cold War threat, and teenagers, yeah, as the heroes. And that one motherfucker that should have been killed right there at the campfire, yeah. Yeah, the butt nick that. Uh, oh, yeah. Wasn't that uh, burns my ass? Was that to was that day. C. Thomas Howell who played that part, or was no, that somebody it else? Was the other guy? Uh, C. Thomas Howell was still loyal. No, he yeah, was fine. the Soul Man. Yeah, yeah, dude. Red Dawn. I just love that we lived in the world where that could actually get a that a, got made. Yeah, it got, yeah, got made, and a generation of people are like, "Fuck yeah, I wish I could be." A- so bad. Yeah, thanks, goddamn near documentary. <laughs> oh man, I gotta do a progressive commentary on Soul Man. Oh God, yes. Anytime. This is perfect. So our our progressive commentary list is now Hooper. Yeah. Soul Man, Stroker Ace. Yeah. And uh, should we do those Hobbit? <laughs> no, I don't think we'll be doing that. Er, uh, now, now. We'll just have not the not the party of the five, party of the five bros. Bros, yeah. No, not, not the not, not the movie of the five pages. Dragon flies over town. That's now the battle of the five armies. Yeah, I call it the movie of the five pages. Whatever. <laughs> you like that? Yes, I do. Yes, I like that very yes. much. But uh, yeah, Red it. Dawn. Believe me, I can get you a toe with polish. Finishing my coffee. Finish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Then we get uh, Miami Vice. Haven't seen those. Extreme Prejudice. I watched it, but I was way too young. That was back when I watched every way fucking young. movie that came out when it was new. Yeah, we were just back from Panama, and so I was like, "Yes, I'll watch this, this." This needs to be revisited. Let's just put this on the list. Yes, because it's Nick Nolte and Powers Booth. Yeah. Oh. What the fuck? Powers... How have I, wa- have I not watched this a thousand you, times? You know the question I'm going to ask about Powers Booth. In this. he has a mustache. Okay, then yes, I think. I'm almost positive. If I met Powers Booth, I'd just straight up say, "It's like, look, dude, you need the mustache." Yeah, yeah. I think he does. You gotta have the mustache, Powers. Sure. I, I'm a man who can't grow facial hair. <laughs> you need to grow for me, Powers. And he's from Texas, so he'll probably be like, "Hey, well, all right, we'll do it right now." And he'll stare at you. Yeah. And just boom, boom, and it pops out yep. like a fucking umbrella. Yep, like a switchblade. Mm-hmm. Uh, farewell to the king. <clears throat> this movie I actually rented back in the Houston days, where I just went through every single VHS tape. Wow! In the list, but I was not in the right frame of mind to watch Farewell to the King. Yeah, that is that strikes me as one of those movies that you've got to have it in your you know you got you got you got to go to you got to go to the store 
uh-huh. wanting to get a copy of Farewell Yes, Weekend. yeah, that's not a stumble onto it yeah. thing. Hmm, I'm going to go watch this in The Wraith. No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to drink this bottle of Jack Daniels, watch The Wraith, and Farewell to the King because I don't want to I'm going to eat a steak. I'm going to have nothing but meat and whiskey in my fucking oh, system. <laughs> So excited for the last one. I just who knows what it's gonna be. I want to hang out with John Millius so fucking bad. Oh my god! Oh my god! I want to hang out with John Millius so bad. Um, I have not seen I no fucking idea. He wrote the screenplay for Clear and President. And I fuck, <laughs> but way to go because the, that's a good one. You know, and it, okay, I'm I like the Tom Clancy world. Some my favorite character in the Tom Clancy world. It was actually my email address at, at UT. It was Mr. Right. Clark. Right. Mr. Clark's fucking amazing. My second favorite is Ding Chavez, who ends up marrying Clark's daughter in it. But the two best parts, uh, how did you get there, sir? Private guy, I'm being sneaky bastard, sir. The only cooler bit was in uh, Without Remorse, which is the book all about how Mr. Clark becomes Mr. Clark. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's helping with this like training thing, and it's like, he is supposed to infiltrate this deal and kill a general as part of this training mission. Okay. And they're in there, and they get the general talking to somebody, blah, 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 blah. And they go over, and I ask for a light, and boom, lighter comes up, and it's Mr. Clark. And the guy's like, how long have you been here? You died a half an hour ago, sir. And he goes, oh. how did you do that? He goes, if I told you, everyone could do it. <laughs> that lunch. But my favorite Ding Chavez line and my favorite John... Um, uh, Fuck, have I forgotten his name? Uh, Jack Ryan line. Yes. Is when they find him in Colombia and T- Chavez comes out, <laughs> who's responsible? And fucking without a missing a beat, Ryan's like, I am. And that look on Chavez's face where it's like, wait, you just accepted responsibility for this? Okay, then. Okay, all right. I guess we're, we're good. <laughs> Clearing peasant danger. Yeah. I'm the president of the United States. I'm not going to be yelled at like junkyard dog. How dare you? How dare you, sir? Like, fuck. And <sighs> what I like is that Milius, more than anything, when it comes to the political belief, is he is about, if you're responsible, fucking own up. Well, Here, it's not just bromides. Yeah. It's functionary. Yes. Or it has a function, not a functionary. Yeah. It has function behind this. There's a reason people feel like this. There's a reason people act like this because you're trying to accomplish a goal. Right. And the Marines in line in winter are accomplishing a goal. That is actually played, or it used to be, played uh-huh. for uh, recruits for the Marines. Nice. Early on in their training, they watch that scene when they invade the palace and say, uh-huh. if you become a Marine, that's what you can do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it's a compelling argument. Yes. I'm doing it for God and country, sir. <laughs> You're not just doing it to do it. Yeah. That's, and I think that may be where some of the disconnect is with the critics saying, oh, it's just fascist filmmaking. It's violence mm-hmm. for the sake of violence. No, it's, it's reactionary bullshit. No, I'm reacting yeah. with this violence because I want to stop this threat. That goes to a quote. I was watching Rush Limbaugh the other night, and I was horrified. I would have Rush Limbaugh drawn and quartered. He was sticking up for these Wall Street pigs. There should be public show trials, mass denunciations, and executions. That sounds like somebody towing the Lego hair line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, Jesus. In fact, here we go. You know, in fact, I'm not a fascist. I'm a total man of the people. There are fascist Hollywood critics. They're creating the fascist society. I'm much closer to a Maoist. However, I'm a Zen anarchist. Can't argue that. You can't fucking argue that. When it comes down to it, when the rubber meets the road, like clear and present danger, that is about addressing a threat, doing what needs to be done. Yeah. And it's not pretty. When it hits the road, taking owning up to what you fucking did. Yeah. Owning up to what you did. Yeah. And that right there, to me, just above everything else, there's a guy I used to work with, and he put this perfectly. There was a bartender back when I was a, a busboy at the seafood restaurant. He said to me, he's like, you know, man, 90% of the time, if you just admit it, take responsibility, no one cares. It's like the other day, yeah. we we're there, and somebody, you know, that we're at the bar, and somebody asked a question, and I was getting ice out, and I had the scoop. Somebody asked me where something was, and I didn't even think, and I pointed with the hand that had the ice scoop, and I threw (laughs) ice down the bar and hit everyone, and I was like, that's me, I'm stupid, totally my fault. Nobody asked for, nobody even was like, I think I should get a big drink out of it. They were just like, oh, okay, he fucking owned up to it. All right. Carry on. Thank you. I'm not dead. Yeah. If people just do that, just say, oh, yeah, I was totally fucking wrong. It's okay. Yeah. But Clear and Present Danger is the fucking bomb, dude. That movie is yeah, awesome. It's really good. And now we understand why I like it so much more than many of the others. It's because, John, I'm a fucking millionaire. I haven't watched one sweet second of Rome. From what I understand, it's that his show baby, is. Yeah. And he has written 22 episodes. Holy shit. 22. And that. <laughs> so I have to get on the Rome tip. Yeah. 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 Well. Make the handoff. I grabbed one of them, beat it out of them. Actually, it says he got created by 22 episodes written by one episode. Oh. Yeah, that takes the air out of it a lot. I didn't want you to be disappointed, because you would have been. Well, I need to watch one episode. Now, the beauty of it, this goes back to one of the stories from that show, where he asked uh, the creator of Deadwood. Yes. For the staff writing job. He wanted to be a staff writer on Deadwood. Yeah, and the guy's like, I can't put you in a fucking writer's room. You wrote Apocalypse Now. People going to walk in the room and see you there? <laughs> can't do that. Well, I have to pay for my kid's college. Deadwood then would have just been the John Millius show because no writer would have questioned a fucking word that came out of his mouth. Hold on a second. Let's all just take a moment. Yes. And think about a world of Deadwood, which is already fucking fabulous. Yeah. With John Milius writing Al Swearingen. I was going to say, yeah, let's simplify that let's shit. Think about Imagine this. Al Swearingen saying John Milius' words. How the greatest show in the history of the world that would be. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's a sex offender with a record. <laughs> uh, oh, no. That, they can't all be homeless. Yeah, let's try the other one. Yes. Margaret Arrow. It's something to think about. Millius is yes, No, you, you can't become a staff writer on, on fucking Deadwood. Like, but I have to pay for my kid's law school. I'll pay for your kid's law school. And he did. Yep. He paid for this kid's law school, and then John paid him back. Once he got Rome, John paid him back. Paid him back. And that... Uh, the writer was like, I can't so the motherfuckers ever paid me back. Yeah. Well, that's – and when you when you look at that movie and see who Milius was, I know. it's like, yeah, he paid you back. 
Uh, he probably paid you back with fucking interest because probably. that's who John goddamn Milius is. Oh, man. I mean, there's there's so much. It's one of those things where it's like, why writers? Actually, I know why writers don't get more of the respect like like Milius does. There are better writers than John Milius. Oh, certainly. But none of them have the balls to be John Milius. There's still like Shane, there's a certain amount of I believe I can do it, therefore I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, talent helps. Yeah. Um, but those the combination of things. Yeah. Well with Milius, it's like I'm in charge. Yeah. I know what I'm doing, you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, and and it's goddamn beautiful because we don't have enough of that. And when he had his run, he and uh, you can we can watch this on YouTube of uh, he and Oliver Stone talking about their particular runs. Uh-huh. And Stone has a theory, which is correct. That every director has their run. Yeah. They kind of start to peak and they can run, run, run with it. Uh And then you can kind of sand off part of the end where they start to go sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just didn't stop because I knew this is stone talking. I didn't stop for 10 years because I knew eventually it was going to fall off. Right. And John did the same thing, except in his mind, he got cut off at the knees with Red Dawn. Yeah. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Fucking any idea, right? I know that, as he says, he could have made twenty more movies, and whatever the reason, uh, that sucks because yeah. I want twenty more millions. Well, movies. it's like uh, Orson Welles said in an interview. Someone was like, "So you've been quoted as saying you could make a movie as good as Citizen Kane if you had creative control." He's like, "I could make something better." Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I could make something better than Citizen Kane right. if you just left me the fuck alone and let me make the movie. And that's confidence in his abilities. Not that he's confident he's the best thing that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Those are things other people lay on you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I could do this, uh-huh. and I know it's going to be better than whatever. Right. Well, the and that's prob- part of it with Millie is. The problem is we've hit this point where any level of, of blind self-confidence has become rejected as this arrogance. Um, well, it's, it, and it's, as it's, much it's, as it's, I hate Kanye West, I appreciate the fact that he doesn't care. Joseph Stellatano, my former mm. student, guy quoted international. He was like, yeah, Stellatano Pictures International said, um, "So yeah, this great interview with Kanye West where he said that you know yeah, I think I'm a messiah." But like, who do you think you are? I just told you who I think I am. I a problem with that? Yeah, the balls that it takes just to un- oh, <laughs> unapologetically believe in yourself. I am not. A, I have no problems with that attitude at all. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his music. No big fucking deal. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, clearly we are in the minority. No big deal. Yeah, that I don't like his music. Yeah, I think he's doing fine. He's got his he's big fine. greasy butt hooker wife. Yeah, he's um, good. It's it's fine. I'm staying. <laughs> I'm staying. <laughs> it's it's fine. I'm finishing my coffee. But uh, you you need a little bit more fucking bravado. Yeah, a little bit more. I, no, I know what I'm worth. And I'm going to stay out here and get what I'm worth. Well, the the best interview I ever saw, Michael Flatley did some interview with, I think, Diane Sawyer. And she was like, are you egotistical? He's like, no. She goes, are you the greatest dancer? Who's the greatest dancer in the world? I am. She's like, how can you say that and say you're not egotistical? Wow. And, he, and he goes, look. And they cut the camera behind them. And they are sitting on stage at, like, the Irwin Center. Right. Just mad- He's like, this place is sold out tonight. They're all coming here to see me come out and dance like I'm the best dancer in the world. They're not looking for me to go out and go, well, really, I'm, I'm just, I'm not that. Oh, my. Uh, yeah. That's not what they're looking for. And there is a point where 
you need to fucking own what you do. You need to say, like us, I'm sorry, every goddamn week we're like, look, this is the best podcast we can do, period. I don't think anyone can do it better than us. No one can do what, uh, uh, we're not the best podcast in the world. Nobody can do what we do the way we do it. Yeah, sure. And I'm sorry, if and we- you should all feel that way. If either. we felt otherwise, we wouldn't you it. wouldn't be interested in hearing us. If it was like, well, um, yeah, it's kind of, um, you know, it's, uh, then we wouldn't be who Shut we are. Shut the fuck up, Don. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. If we did it any other way, we wouldn't be who we are. You would not be no. listening if we had a different attitude. I would listen to that show. <laughs> the, the number of shows <laughs> we have done during our fucking, what, we're coming up in 250 episodes, yeah. where we had no plan before we hit record. No. I wrote my notes down at Walgreens before yeah. I bought uh, Big Flats. Sure. A six-pack. Hey, hey, it's a fucking school night. <laughs> For you. No, actually, no. It's fucking not a school night. <laughs> oh, For me, yes. For you, yes. It's always Every night, night is. Uh, but if our attitude was different, you wouldn't like this show. I'm sorry. You wouldn't. And I, we're not saying everyone else sucks. No, 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 not at all. But if you took any other podcast and tried to have them do what we do, it wouldn't feel natural. And it would if sound you, sober, which is ridiculous. It would, it would be stupid. If we tried to do what any other show did, it, it wouldn't work. No. It wouldn't fucking work. We'd sound like idiots. Milius More is so. Like, yeah. Mil- th- th- we'd sound worse than they would. Milius is one of those guys like, I know what I do. I know what I do well. And I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. And when those things meet, yeah. when the material, the talent, and the uh, belief yeah. all meet together, uh, yeah, sometimes it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Milley is a great writer. Geronimo, <laughs> not so much. Yeah, yeah. Not so much. Because things didn't align. But when they did align. Yeah. Because they all can't be gold records. No. Well, they can't all be winners, oh, kid. Oh, man. When Milius lands, I only have one beer left. You know no, I'm good. good. Okay. Hold on. Um, I have a shitload of Pellegrino. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid, non-alcoholic Pellegrino. Yeah. Like, Milius is one of those cats who brings to the table such a level of that old-school masculinity that is not in vogue anymore. No, and actually, and comparatively speaking, it's it's pretty mild. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, to, to even some of the material he chose. Howard stuff is... Oh, tough. Is... There is no social contract that cannot be solved without violence. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's it's taken back. Conan's a little in his movies anyway, even though Stone wrote it. Um, sometimes a little too introspective. Yeah. Sometimes a little too I'm a, a little too you know dazzled by something shiny. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Conan of Howard story is a little brilliant. And, yeah, and just has a very. There is no compromise. Yeah. There's this mm-hmm. and that. And that is you in half. <laughs> Period. Oh, man. Period. And that is not very popular. Yeah. To have a cut and dry idea of yourself and the world. Yeah. Like that. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Right. That's for you to decide. But, but it's right. But it is. But <clears throat> that makes people uncomfortable. When you're sure of yourself, it makes yeah. people uncomfortable. And when you make people uncomfortable, they get all a fucking Twitter, sometimes literally, mm-hmm. about how you feel. And yeah. it makes you 
want to react. It makes you want to turn it up yeah. to 10,000 where you're 90. Yeah. Where normally you're just a Zen art anarchist hanging back, want to go surfing and, you know, play with your guns. Yeah. And someone says, you can't do that. And you, what? Well, what Bitch, happens what did you is, say? what happens there is. There are ways, dude. You don't want to know about it, believe me. Yeah, but Walter. Hell, I can get you towed by 3 o'clock this afternoon with nail polish. <laughs> here's, here's how I look at it. The day that someone wakes up, and I'm not saying both of us fit into this category, but both of us fit into this category, and realize 95% of the people who criticize us about anything on a daily basis, had we been born a thousand years ago, that person would be skull number five on our throne made out of human skulls. Yes. It makes it really hard to tolerate the time in which we live. And I think that's a little bit of Milius is... Uh, let me put it this way. My beard didn't go this gray from drug use years yeah. ago. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's hard sometimes. Look, all I'm saying is... <laughs> it's hard sometimes to listen to you fucking whiny bitches talk about a nativity scene on the fucking state lawn. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? Wow. All I'm saying is, wait aside. I don't look exactly the same way as I did when I was 19. No. I'm one of those, I don't, I'm not getting gray, I can't grow facial hair, I've just gotten doughy. <laughs> Jake, that skinny guy used to come out and hang out, yeah, it was me. No! <laughs> it really was. The skinny guy, no, that was fucking me. Are you sure? That guy was really skinny. Yeah, motherfucker, that was me, you son of a bitch. Made me get a shovel. Um, now, Milius is, I think... <sighs> We've gotten way too nobody's feelings can ever be hurt. Everyone is right, and you have no position to say anything about it. But if I disagree with you, then I totally can. You know, yeah. kind of thing where everything is accepted unless you are blah, blah, blah. It, we need to man up. Just a skosh. Just a skosh. And by that, I'm not meaning to degrade women at all. I know many women who are more man than I'll ever be and more women than I have I'll use this. Melius talks about the uh, female lead in Lion in Winter and said, well, in those days, I, you know, I had a, I, I wrote a woman that was, in those days, a strong, smart woman. One of the, you know, in those days, they, they didn't talk about it. They just did it. Nice. Yeah. So he doesn't have a problem with strong women. No. He has a problem with someone going on and fucking on about it. Yeah. Like, well, I did this. It's Bill Burr did this bit early on in one of his things where he's like, uh, Oprah was introducing some woman and she was like, she's done this and she's had the hardest job in the world being a mom. And Bill Burr's like, I know, mothers out there, they're literally bending over at the waist, putting DVDs into DVD players. Like, they're dying of black lung from being in these... I'm just so tired of everyone looking for a fucking pat on the back for what they do. Here's the deal, kids. Yeah. No matter how hard you work, Mm -hmm. remember, the work is the reward. No one's going to show up and give you an award for sacrifice or busting your ass. Because no matter how hard you work, somebody has worked a whole lot harder than you have. That's a fact. Ridiculously harder than you have, yeah. some would even say. Um, no matter what, someone's had it worse. Yes. And, uh, that's a fucking fact, yeah. World War One. Yeah, World so. War One. Look up what the life of somebody who got press-ganged into fucking piracy 
waking up on a pirate ship and it's like so here's the thing it's maddening you are either going to do backbreaking work until you drop dead or we're going to throw you off this boat in the middle of the ocean <laughs> fantastic oh timing god love perfect this. The Film Thugs, God's favorite podcast. <laughs> Those only happen when I've hit a silence. And let's think about <laughs> let's this think for about a minute. That's not secular. No, it's not. Therefore, <sighs> some people feel, oh, no, are we going to get chewed out by that atheist cocksucker? I doubt that. Did you hear the one about the priest, the rabbi, and the atheist <laughs> walk into a bar? Which one? The one where they close the door I don't want to drink with him because he's such a dick. <laughs> that, that's the greatest. That is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's excellent. Oh man! So anyway. there's that. So should we get to our call? Yeah. Let's so we got off a, our soapbox and yeah. Now we got a call, and I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if this is a real call or if it's one of those like some beauty school bullshit. Either way, we win. Who called us? Yeah, those. I fucking love putting that shit out there. Let's see here, voice. Uh, Google Voice. All right, we got a message. Um, do you want me to read the? Uh, do you want me to to read it and then play it? Play it, read it. Play it and then read it. Okay, so let's go ahead and play what this is. <clears throat> and it's up. It's just taking a second to connect. Hey, film thugs. This is Robbie Polanco calling you oh, from yeah. Boston. Robbie. I just wanted to say that I watched the Cannonball Run for the first time, and I just want to say it's fucking fantastic. I can't believe I spent my whole life without watching this movie. I know. Um, I was blown away at how fun the movie is. I watched it with my brother-in-law and some blue ribbon beer. Um, I think the high point of the movie was the fight scene with the bikers. Captain Chaos, he was like the Incredible Hulk when he brought down that roof on um, those guys. And the movie has like so many fun details, like Roger Moore signing his own name, <laughs> Burt Reynolds landing the plane, just for beer. I, I that's pretty insane. Uh, I'm definitely going, I'm definitely going to keep this movie, and it's awesome to see you guys. Uh, cheers, and I'll look forward to your next show. Bye. Awesome. Robbie, awesome. I thank knew you. thank you. Now let's read what Google Voice says <laughs> he just said. Hey, I don't know if this is Bobby. I want to go calling you from Boston. I just wanted to say that I'm Wash Kenamore, one for the first time. Hey, I just want to say it's fantastic because I spent my whole life without the luncheons movie. <laughs> I was blown away by the house on the movie. I want a brother in law. So <laughs> I'm moving to you. I think I'm going over the movie was place and would like to. Captain Chaos, he was like the incredible hole brought down the mood on those tires. <laughs> Haynes, and he has as soon as one. Details like Roger Moore, as soon as a warning. Brent Burt Reynolds, Lane, and playing Chester Deer. I touch with you soon. I'm definitely going. I'm definitely going to keep this moving on we're talking to, to you guys two years and i'll look forward to so nine 
Hashtag so nine. Hashtag so nine. Thanks, Robbie. Coming to it's, touch you. It's great hearing his voice. Yeah, it's awesome. It's weird when you got these folks that we've known forever. Robbie, who hooked us up with the uh, um, Bad Movie Sunday folks. Uh, the, yeah, the, and uh, wasn't it Robbie who hooked us up with the... Uh, we were going to do the podcast at the Dog and Duck. Yes, yes. that's That hooked that up at the Dog and Duck closed immediately. Yeah, Dude, of course. Players is a pit. It is? There's nothing there anymore. Holy Christ. Yeah, it's no. level, dug out. It's fucking awful. But, Robbie, you've been, you've been good to this show. And we want to be good to you because you're awesome, Robbie. <laughs> want some uh, stickers? Want some stickers? Send us your address. We'll send you some stickers. Shit tons of stickers. Shit, we are oh, lousy man. with stickers, we man. We really are. I don't know where they are. Like National Monuments. Yeah. We don't know? No? They're somewhere. No. But I've, thank I've, you. I have them. I have them. Awesome. Well, if you want to be part of something awesome like what just happened here, then call us at 512-666-RANT uh, for all the other shit other than www.thefilmthugs.com and click on our... Uh, our banners for buying shit and all that. Ah, are we good on this show? It was uh, Stephanie V. Anderson. Stephanie V. Anderson. Yes. Ste- yes. Steph V. E. Lander. Yes. Yes. On Twitter. Yeah, on the Twitter. So. Yes. yes. So check that out. Uh, other than that, are we good here? 